KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, with you for the next couple of hours. Glad you're with us. Hope you can stay with us. If you can't, you can always catch up on a, a guest or some portion of the program going to the podcast link at kxno.com. Uh, Trent and I back with you until noon. A guest list today, only one guest in the first hour, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Boy, The Athletic, seemingly every week, Trent, and good to see you, my friend. You too. Um, yeah. Uh, every time we have Doc on, there's a new writer at The Athletic, uh, and they just continue to uh, pile up. If you're a Bears fan, it's hard not to spend your two ninety nine a month now. Mm-hmm. They're almost like waving this in front of you. Try not to join, right? They just uh, signed another uh, guy that's covered the Bears for a long time, so they continue to get better. But that's not what we're going to talk talk about. I'm sure it'll come up. Obviously, the Hawkeyes in their final week, and it's a big week for a couple of former Hawks, although once a Hawk, always a Hawk. Yeah, one of those things. One of those things. But yeah. uh, T.J. Hawkinson and Noah Fant both will hear their name called on Thursday, and I would be an upset if Fant I didn't, I, uh, didn't go in the first round. Hawkinson a complete mortal cinch. Yeah, he's locked. Lock. As yeah. high as seven. That's what you're hearing. Um, potentially Jacksonville may get yep. in. I would be surprised if he gets out of the uh, top ten. I read Peter King's piece today, and they're calling him the best, most complete, ready-to-play-now tight end in over a decade. They, uh, Yeah, I read the same thing that you did today. There's they some good tight him. ends in the league, Trent. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Jason Witten was yes, the term that's, that's, that's the around. comparison, right. If he has the... Career of Jason mm-hmm. Witten, they're going to be happy spending a top no ten pack on that guy. Yeah, that's that that's worth it. So it's uh, draft week. Here's what we're going to do this week, Trent and I. At, uh, at between now and well, certainly Wednesday, we've got four teams. We've got three days to do it, so we'll double up one day. I'm going to take a look at all the local teams. If you're new to this program, uh, if you're a fan of one of the locals, you're going to hear about your local every week during the regular season. Um, you know, we're going to talk Chiefs. We're going to talk Packers. We'll do the same with Vikings. We'll do the same with Bears. We're not going to leave out the rest of the NFL, but we focus on the four teams that move the needle here. And we're going to do so this week in anticipation of Thursday night's draft. I know the Bears are going to be, for the most part, on the sidelines for a lot of it. I think they have the fewest draft picks in this year's draft. That I see four, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Of course, they got Khalil Mack and you'd give up those picks or whatever it takes for that uh, in a heartbeat because, as somebody said, uh, when the trade went down, you traded a couple of draft picks for a gold jacket. Not too bad. <laughs> Not too bad. And you uh, saw his impact a year oh ago. Oh my god, it was just it was so apparent in game one against Green Bay, right? And he wasn't mm-hmm. ready to play. And look at the impact that he had. So, today we're going to talk Chiefs with Nick Athen at 11.15. We'll go over the schedule. There's some rumors uh, surrounding, well, it's probably rumors surrounding a lot of teams, but maybe the Clark from Seattle uh, to uh, Kansas City for the 28th overall pick it makes a little bit of sense so we'll talk to Nick we'll do the schedule uh, as well as the schedules came out last week and then Dylan Montz Trent and I are going to dot I's and cross T's at least for a Monday you're yeah, right <laughs> right because <laughs> I'm guessing we, Iowa State football is going to come up uh, in well weekly for sure mm-hmm. uh, between now and uh, media days in July but Dylan We'll uh, check in at 11.35 uh, as we uh, get the latest and uh, the recap on another season of spring football at Iowa State. So you, my friend, were in one of my favorite places in the world. Uh Uh-huh. Las Vegas for an extended 
an extended it's stay? It's too long to spe- spend as long as I did. Yeah. yeah. I got there Wednesday and came home yesterday. I was ready to come home on Friday. Saturday would have been <laughs> ideal. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've been in Vegas over a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, usually when I'm out there, it's, it's business related. And, you know, I'm in on a Monday and, you know, gone on a Thursday or whatever. Um, and there's there's nowhere near as many people, right? right. It, the Strip is just absolutely... Vegas is doing just, just fine and dandy. Thank you very much. Shocker, I mean, huh? It is, yeah. It is absolutely packed. But being there over the weekend... But Trent, i got to tell you this. Uh, and we're, we're going to get to sports in a second. But for those people out there that are wondering... You know, if I ever go to Vegas and I, I lose my wallet and I have to fly home, how, how's that going to work? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know firsthand because we landed on we landed on Wednesday, I think at one thirty in the afternoon, one huh? thirty Vegas time. Got to the hotel. I, I don't stay on the Strip anymore. I stay at a place called Palms Place, which is right next door to the Palms. It's one of the towers. Okay. But it's condos. Ah, I so see. I've got a fridge, stove, mm-hmm. you know, two bathrooms. It's, it's spectacular. It's beautiful. And it's the same price. And oh, you really? don't have to walk through a casino to get to your room, mm-hmm. right? Which is just ideal uh, to me at this don't point. Don't get smelling like smoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the blink, 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 blink of the machines, right. you know, as you, as you go into your room or whatever. And look, there's a, there's a tube that takes you indoors right to the palms, and there's Ubers everywhere, right? If you right. want to go to the strip, it's $8 yep. uh, in an Uber. So anyways, landed at one thirty. checked in, put my card down for incidentals, uh, went to one of my favorite stores, came back from there, got back to my room. Make a long story short, it's three hours after I'm in Las Vegas on Wednesday, and my wallet's gone. And everything that I own is, well, everything that I need, ID-wise, debit cards, credit cards, my business, my company business card, um, my driver's license, my identification, right. everything is gone and i never got back never never found it never found it tried to retrace my steps and Mm -hmm. again i didn't hadn't made a lot of steps was i pickpocketed i don't know i mean it's it's are you a wallet wallet. back pocket guy yes i am and i never will be again i've learned my lesson yeah when i get my next wallet (laughs) and that's another thing i mean now now the fun begins right having to get cancel all all the cards cards. well those were already done i canceled all that but so i'm in vegas with no cards no Look, cards, nothing. Lucky for you, your wife was along. Yes, yes. Because or I don't know what I'd have done. You know people there, so you could have, hey. Borrowed some money from right, a colleague. Right. right. But it would have been awkward. I see these people, you know, you know, every before I was going every three weeks. Now I only have to go maybe twice a year to the office. So and while I'm here, hey, can you uh, yeah. can you throw down a, a grand for me to get through the right. week? Right, yeah. Okay. Can you float up. me alone? Um <laughs> But the, I, I, I knew that Sunday was going to be the worst because I've got to get it on an airplane. You got to come home. Yes, I've got to come home. And you know what it's like trying to get through TSA screening. And yes. it's, it's the right, it's the world we live in. Absolutely. I'm glad we have to do that. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm inconvenienced. I'm not. Nobody is. This is what we should be doing. Um, and I'm not from here. Right, I, I forgot. About, I mean, I did that didn't even register. Yeah, I thought I, I couldn't stop thinking about it because I don't have a green card with me. Okay, I, I mean, I do at the house, but yeah, why would yeah. I bring it to Las Vegas? Right, I don't have my passport. I had a business card. Was all I all the only identification I had was in my briefcase or t- tote bag, whatever you call it. I've got my business cards. That's all that I had. No. So the plane left was, was uh, Southwest thing that leaves at eleven forty-five. Is a great airline. I I, I couldn't uh, endorse them enough. I don't get paid to do so, but watch TV. Flight is so quick. I love Southwest. Anyways, 
Uh, 11.45, got to the airport about 11.30 because I knew this wasn't going to be a, um, you know, just fly through security right, like right. sometimes you're fortunate to do. So I got there and you go to the checkout counter and I see your ID. I don't have ID. I lost my wallet. Well, would you have anything? No, ma'am. You don't understand. Everything that I had mm-hmm. is in my wallet. So I knew that the bag was going to be gone through, which is fine. Go yeah. through it. Do whatever yeah. you want. I don't, I'm not hiding anything, mm-hmm. which it was. Um, but then you get to the TSA. Right, and that's yeah. where it's going to get a little bit dicey. So I told them right. I told them what uh, what happened. You know, I lost my wallet. Well, do you have anything? No, sir. I don't have anything. I have this business card. Well, you're going to have to come over here with me. And then the process began. And to be honest with you, it was really well professionally done. Mm-hmm. Um, I told them right away that I'm not an American citizen. I don't know if that helped or it hurt. They were going to find out, I think. Right. Because they, I had to fill out um, some paperwork. And then I don't know who he spoke with, but the agent got on a hotline, I guess. I mean, he didn't dial anything that I saw and got to... I don't know. Is there is there a branch of our government that that knows everybody and has a lit, can can easily look into people's background, right. where they live, who they say that they are, and you know check boxes? Yeah, that's probably the guy that's in front of you, type of thing. I have an idiotic question. Maybe okay. Do you have a social security number? I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't work here if I didn't have that. Okay. Right. So, but you were given one when you. That was, I think that was the first document I got when I got here in 89 was a social security card. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah, because can't, you can't work without one. Um, look, I, I could have become an American citizen, I think it's seven years. Okay. But I'm... I, you don't want to lose your Canadian? I, I, here, it's different for everybody, right? Yeah. My, my theory on, on this and how I... You are what your birth certificate says you are. Okay. And unless your country has turned... It's back on its citizens. Mm-hmm. Why would I turn my back on my country? Gotcha. You know, I mean, Canada's not, you know, there's no genocide up there or anything like that. Yeah. I, there's no reason for me to seek refuge. And I understand those. That the, do. Because I'm an immigrant. I'm like them. Only I came from a country that's, you know, that doesn't have this civil wars or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's no reason for me to take a test and become an American citizen. And let's I, be honest. The process, I'm sure, was easier for you as a 60-year-old white dude. As thought the same thing, Trent. I thought the same thing. I couldn't agree with you more. I thought from the exact, Canada. Yes, yes. As opposed yes. to na- country I, X. Sadly, yes. Sadly, yes. It's the reality we live in. It, it's it, that's very true, and and that wasn't lost on me as I'm going through this. So the questions that they asked, I thought they were very. Um, I mean, I you don't study for these questions. I had. You know, I did sleep awake hardly on Saturday, right? And I'm uh. sick as a dog to begin with. I came back with a terrible cold. I'm sure this didn't help. It didn't help for sure. Yeah. So what's this going to be like? Am I going to wait to goodbye to my, uh, goodbye to my wife and mm-hmm. then she's going to send some documentation? I'm going to be stuck in Vegas another couple of days. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but the questions that they asked, they went packed through our vehicle history. You know, where do you live? Blah, 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 that's easy. Yeah. Um, you know, your wife's birthday. That's easy. Well, can you, so they wanted, we had to go back through our last four vehicles. Last four vehicles. Now last you go four through ve- vehicles. Well, every three years. Yeah. Every three years. You're a lease guy. Yeah, lease guy. So pretty quickly. Right. And I don't know the year of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> I really yeah, don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last thing I know is the license number, but uh, they just needed the make and model. Mm-hmm. And then the last three places that I'd lived, okay. um, there were a couple of other kind of innocuous questions. I guess the whole process, and again, I, like you pointed out, um, I'm a 60 year old white dude. It was probably easier for mm-hmm. me. Um, 
but it took about an hour and then you get through the you know you you, you get behind the gate and i got a significant pat down yeah i mean they touched every part of my body yeah and i could have gone into a room they they offered me a private room to do that yeah as you anticipated yeah that's gonna happen right of course it is i don't have a wallet they don't know who's flying Mm -hmm. so i guess the bottom line of my story is is if this happens to you and I asked at the airport, you know, is, am I the only guy this has ever happened to? <laughs> he said it happens about 20 times a day. 20? Now, I thought that was a little over the top, in, right? In Vegas, though. It's a busy airport. It's a busy airport. And they said, and that's nothing compared to what it's like on New Year's Day. Well, yeah. Because after New Year's Eve, apparently the people getting to the airport the next day without the wallet is, you know, there's a line to do what I was doing yesterday. So anyways, you can fly without... Um, you made it home. ID. I made it home. Made it home. Uh, lucky to and, and glad to be home. Did you make it home richer? You know, I never bet a nickel. I didn't bet a what? single nickel on anything. I watched, you went to Vegas and did bet. Yeah. You know what? I lived vicariously through my son who uh-huh. was making his first trip to Vegas, and I couldn't have been any prouder. Yeah. You know, just... um, I'll, I've told this story before about the... Um, and I used to tell it when I was here, mm-hmm. I would tell it on holidays, not because I wanted any sympathy, because I knew that there were a lot of people in the same boat as me that, you know, were estranged from a child mm-hmm. due to circumstances, nothing illegal. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't prevented by the courts from seeing my child. Right. It was just a product of a, uh, of a real, real bitter divorce, and sadly, some families turn on one. And I went, uh, I didn't know I was going to do this, did I? <laughs> um, oh, 15 years without seeing my son. Tough. Really tough. He's 27 years old. Yeah. You've I'm, talked about it with me before. I have. I've cried about it with you before, yeah. I'm sure. This, Chris, this past Christmas was the first Christmas my son and I had spent since 2003 mm-hmm. together. And, and I... I mean, the importance of that wasn't lost on me, and yeah. I think anybody that knew the story. Yeah. Um, and you made up for it. We have, and I'm going to live the rest of my life making up for the 15 years that we lost, and thankfully and gladly he feels the same way because mm-hmm. he's old enough to know and now does know. Anyways, um, let's talk sports. I apologize for that. That, that is completely okay. And, and, well, and another somber note for you, your team is done. Yes! Yes! God, that's a very good segue. I told you, uh, I, I told Emery, who did a great job filling in, and a big thank you again Yes, to absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank yeah. you, Emery Song. He's going to be good, isn't he? Yes, absolutely. He's going to be good uh he's probably going to take the chair i'm sitting in right now <laughs> when uh, i vacate he did a, a really nice job we were talking hockey actually were you really well, quite, quite about a hockey with iowa wild and the buccaneers how alive. about the wild last night yes and the bucks uh, they're done right i mean they, they've they've won their first series and they move on now they're down oh one now in thought, series two. Oh, series two has already started yes yes they're much quicker at the usha oh, so they're they ever down oh one to tri-city who is the number one team in there are they and was the first game close I think seven three something like that. Yeah, they 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 gave it up in that one. But the I listened to a little bit, and so I, I was listening on the drive home from uh, North Iowa yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it was about six o'clock. And Joe's going on and on, and I'm where's the score? And all of a sudden, six nothing. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. I don't have to listen to this much longer, Joe. Thank no. you for that. But just a dominating performance. By the sounds of things. Now, the crowd, I, I saw uh, Danny Lawton's covering it for the register. I mm-hmm. saw that uh, in the story, the, the game story. 4,600 on Easter Sunday. That's, That's not bad. At, at Easter Sunday at dinner time. How about 
Tuesday night. Tomorrow night. Well, here's hoping, right? We're going to have yeah. Joe Donnell on tomorrow to talk about the game. It's a 7 o'clock puck drop. What's going on tomorrow? I mean, seriously, it's right. Tuesday night. Um, game 22 of baseball. <laughs> and I think it's almost literally game 22 of baseball. Yeah. Uh, hockey will have some There's games. got a couple of game sevens tomorrow night. The NBA yep. playoffs have stunk. That's been the, uh, you're right, I, I watched a lot of it. I spent a lot of time in race and sports books just watching. And it hasn't been, hasn't, I mean. Been, has there been anything compelling? Not really. Right? Last last night I'm watching Thunder uh, Blazers game, and they get it to eight, and I mean, the crowd starts going wild, just something. Yeah. And I was the same way. Can we get a close NBA game? Right. The 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 Sixer series that got a little nasty. Maybe yeah. that that might have been one of the uh, what is it? Next Nets Sixers mm-hmm. might have been one of the storylines. Joel and B boy, that kid's good, isn't he? My yeah. God, he's you know, and, and apparently he's like seventy seventy five percent health wise, and he's just dominating, just dominating on the floor in the NBA, just dominating. He's unstoppable force. He really is. Well, hopefully that's uh, the NBA playoffs will get better. Nick yeah. Nurse's Raptors look like they're about to uh, punch their ticket to next uh, to next round. Indeed, what they've won three straight now. Yep, good for them. And uh, tonight we get a couple of chances of sweeps finishing up. So yeah. Celtics already swept. Yeah. Plus three ninety to win the East. If that's what Hope you've people got. jumped on board. When oh, I told speaking that. yes, and you you've been hot. Speaking of that, that's one of the things I missed while I was gone. So the sports wagering bill yes took another step. We're we're a step closer. Is that what I'm led to? You're going to have to help me out with the with the different steps along the way in in the judicial or the government because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we? The last step is the, for the governor to sign, right? Yes. We have one more to go. Uh, before it one, gets to her? Before it gets to her. Okay. Uh, from everything that I have heard, though, it is this has bipartisan support. This is going to pass. Mm-hmm. And then it will go to Governor Ren- Reynolds' desk, and she signs off with it. We're good to go. Yeah, why wouldn't she, right? If, right, if it's yeah. got bipartisan support behind it, I, I would. Now, is there any timeline for that, Trent? Do you know? Uh, this week, I believe, is when they're going to be voting the second time, and then I would guess in the next week or two uh-huh. it'll get on her desk. So. And no, no scare that something's. So the lady, the politician from the eastern part, from Clinton, yes, that wanted that convenience fee tacked onto it. That mm-hmm. she, eh, I was for this before, but I'm going to need a little something here, right? And there were we heard different stories, kind of like that. Different people wanting different things. Well, is mobile going to go away? The different mm-hmm. components that were there. In in run or in game betting. Yes, those kind of things. The one caveat that was put in there is though Daily Fantasy will be a part of this and you'll be able to bet Daily Fantasy, NFL, I'm anxious MLB. To see. I think it'll get killed, Trent, but I I don't know enough about that. If you can bet on sports, mm-hmm. is there gonna be a marketplace for fantasy? I don't know. There still will be. Okay. That, that that'll still I think be Daily Fantasy will yes. be okay. Not a huge component, but mm-hmm. a component mm-hmm. of it. And I think there'll be people that kind of find their niche doing that. But there were concerns. The one thing, as I said, the caveat, the daily college sports, so you pick your team of Big Ten players for the day, uh-huh. that will not be a part of it. You can't do that. But you can still do professional, NBA, MLB, gotcha. all those. That's all good. You can do your daily fantasy with that, just not collegially. So that's the one part so it does, that wasn't put in. Does DraftKings or FanDuel now, Do they allow, is, is there a, a college yes, fantasy yes. daily? Is yep, there? Yep, you can do that, mm-hmm. but you will not be able to do that here. Yeah, That's um, good. That's fine. i got no problem with that. You know, we heard other things where uh, the, the taxable money, and then all of a sudden the juice, instead of minus 110, you're laying 115. Or and you're forcing to go offshore. Not the case here. Good. We had Chris Andrews on out in Vegas, the South Point yep. Sportsbook Director. He's very good. He, and he's been watching every state and how they've done it, mm-hmm. he told Emory and myself on Friday's show that Iowa did about as good a job as anybody statewide has done of this, making it 
basically as simple as possible, not adding these with extras, the regulations, you with mean? the regulations and everything uh-huh. in there that I would did a very good job. He was impressed. Who wrote them? Owen? I should ask Brian Rilko. Then. Yeah, that's a good question. I bet William Hill did. Yeah, that would be my guess. They're the one that kind of put it I together. I would think so. I mean, they've got experience doing yes. it. Why wouldn't you? Yes. Why do, and, and they're going to be, you know, they're, they're Prairie's partner, mm-hmm. and Prairie's going to. I mean, who? Who? Where else would they bet generate more? Revenue or handle on sports than a prairie. I just right. don't see that happening. It's the biggest yeah. city in yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it makes a ton mm-hmm. of sense. So. I, I would think that there will be Polk County residents that also open an account at Wild Rose. Yes, whoever their partner is, why wouldn't you? And raised over here, I'm yeah. sure I'll have a couple. And why wouldn't you? Wine I mean, shopping, you, right? You, that's just it. Uh, and did you did you happen to find out? Because it was our impression. Um, that they're Iowa pools, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be now. Are, is it going to be one Iowa pool, or is it going to be every property has their own? You know, this is something that I find incredibly compelling. And speaking of line shopping, that's kind of the reason for it. So let's just say Iowa State is favored in Vegas by four and a half in mm-hmm. a game. Okay, they're favored by four and a half in Vegas. In Vegas. Okay, and, and let's say for instance, it is Prairie Meadows since they already have the connection with William Hill, and William Hill has two million dollars on the game. You think it all goes into the same pool. From all the different states that William Hill's a part of, plus what they have in Vegas, that's not the case. No. It is going to be a pool strictly for Iowa. Because of the wire transfer laws, the state laws, that is one pool. Now, I look for those, by the way, to be changed in the years to come. Right. I I think that we're going to see, it just makes more sense. Yeah, down down the line, that'll be something that will change. but. In the here and now, mm-hmm. so you might see it's four and a half everywhere in Vegas. Iowa State's favored by four and a half against Team X mm-hmm. in this game. You know what's going to happen? But here in Iowa, you got eighty-five percent of the money that's mm-hmm. on Iowa State. Yeah, Cyclone fans aren't betting against their team, nor their right. Hawkeye fans. And all of a sudden, that line here instead six and a half. Yeah, because of all the money, and You're they want to get that. action back on the other side. You're so gonna see that. So the lines very well, and especially the local lines. I mm-hmm. think you are going to see are going to be Just different here, no question, than they will be. At Vegas. So uh-huh. that's something to keep an eye on. And again, the line shopping because of that might be ultra important. Which is just what another part of the reason. state it is. Yeah. Well, oh, Eastern Iowa point. as opposed to here. Wild, Wild Rose Jefferson will get a disproportionate amount yeah. of Iowa State money. Absolutely. The, the casino with the golf course over by Iowa Riverside. State. Riverside. Thank you. They're going to get a disproportionate mm-hmm. amount of Hawkeye money. Yes. I would think. Be anxious. You know, that it's probably going to be a pretty good. T- uh, maybe not. I was going to say, I, well, we'll. Will Prairie Meadows be able to give us a better understanding of the Hawkeye Cyclone fan base in Polk County? But you still got to bet with your head, some people, not with right. your heart. Yes. Right? So <laughs> at least you would like to think now the casinos don't want you to do that. They want you betting with your head, or your heart, rather. This is going to be all systems go by football season. No, there's no question in my mind. No question in my mind. So is there a chance? So let's say, so the process is you think it gets through this next step mm-hmm. and to the governor by the end of the week. Does she sit on it? And I guess where I'm going is, might Prairie be ready by Memorial Day? That could be a fair one. Yeah, yeah. I, I had somebody ask Kentucky Derby. No, it's no not, way. It's not going to no be way. ready that's, that quick. That's 12 days away. Right. It's it's not going to be that quick for this to happen. But certainly by June, yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's a that would be the front end of it. Mm-hmm. would be Memorial Day. The back end would be probably beginning of August. But I think it's going to be somewhere in between. And I would guess I'd put my money on June. We'll put it that way. Yeah. That we'll be able to <clears throat> go there. And, and I was telling Emery, I want to be in line. I've Say they flip the switch at 8 a.m. Yeah, you want to be first? I, I want to be on first. TV. 
I want to. I want to, and I'll maybe do a story on it. You know, and talk to a few other people. Oh, you want to be? You want to yeah. be doing? Oh, so maybe you don't want to be the guy that they're interviewing? Well, yeah, I, I would like to do that too. Yeah. But I'll, I'll ask the people behind me in line some questions. I, I just think it'd be cool mm-hmm. to be to be able to be the first person to make a legal bet in Iowa. Well, I, I got news for you. They're they're gonna. They're going to march somebody, some dignitary, to the front of the line. I'm not a dignitary. No, you're not big enough name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, but there'll be a dignitary yeah. making the Gary Palmer at Prairie or right, right. Uh, the wherever they, whoever. They're going to march somebody. Maybe up. Governor Reynolds. Maybe Governor Reynolds, because we've seen governors in other states yes. make the first bet that uh, uh, when New Jersey opened, I think it was it. I don't know the guy's name, anyways. All right, we'll take a time out. We're going to come back. Scott Document is here. Thank you for indulging me in the first portion uh, of the program. Um, so while, when you get yeah. your ID today? Well, the DOT is closed on Monday. <laughs> of course. Right? So this thing just extends. Yeah. It's just, yeah. say la vie. Yeah. I'm home. Thank you God. Are. And thank you to Emery Songer for sitting in. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, you as well, Trent. All right. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Scott Dockerman is going to be here. We'll get into all the baseball at some point in the morning as well. How about my guy, Tyler Chatwood? You look good. <laughs> You're a believer, huh? Well, I always was. Um. Did you see the first battery faced? No. Four pitch walk. <laughs> Can you imagine Cup fans? More of the same. Apoplectic. And then he just, I mean, um, Sounder. It's time to go for the green with KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword hockey to 200 200 right now and enter to win $1,000 cash. That's hockey to 200 200. Standard message and data rates apply. Hockey. Back with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 1460. It's 24 hour sports, morning, noon, and night here on 1460 KXNO. Miller and Condon on the morning sports station, 1460 KXNO here until noon. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, we'll take our first look at one of the local NFL teams as draft uh, week is upon us. The Chiefs in the spotlight today, Nick Athen, ChiefSplits.com. He's at Chiefs Insider on Twitter, 11.15, and then Dylan Montz, 11.35. Uh, we'll put a cap on Iowa State spring football. Let's get Scott Dockerman in here uh, from the Athletics. Uh, good to talk to you, Doc Trent and Ken. How are you? Hey, great, guys. What's new today? Well, uh, more news. Um, the Athletic continues to build their stable of uh, NFL. Rep- if, if you're a Bears fan, Doc, I don't know how you're not going to subscribe. Adam Johns joins the fray. Dan Pompey's been writing on the Bears forever. Uh, he's not alone. Uh, they continue uh, to just build upon the wealth of uh, sports writers uh, at the Athletic, and the uh, today being no exception. Yeah, it seems like every Monday we have really is. New- you know, that's a big name. You know, Ed Bouchette a few weeks ago for yes. the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dan Pompey and now uh, Adam Johns. I mean, yeah, our, our Chicago uh, base is, is really strong. So, you know, it's kind of uh, we're kind of spokes in a wheel, some of the college programs around there, you know, Iowa, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. So we're kind of semi-connected to the Chicago uh, site. So, yeah, it makes everybody stronger. And uh, if you're a Bears fan, it's the perfect time to jump in because it's uh, we're still you know forty percent off uh, normal subscription price. Really good and 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 well worth the money. I mean, really yes. and truly is. Uh, and Trent, don't get paid to say that, but we say it every opportunity that we get because we're both big big believers. Well, one team is going to fall in love with one of the tight ends. Another team is going to, I guess, that's not the that's not fair to say leftover. No offense, going to score a bunch of touchdowns in this league, in my opinion, but. 
But it sounds like T.J. Hawkinson, Doc, at this point, it would be a surprise if, if he made it past the top 10. Denver sitting there at 10. I think they need tight end. I'm not sure he's going to be on the board at that point. And then you got Green Bay at 12, and maybe that's fans' destination. I know you spent a ton of time trying to you know, decipher uh, through all the minutia and the BS that's out there this week, but are you seeing it the same way I am as far as the likelihood these two tight ends are gone very, very quickly? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I put together mine, and you know, and, and of course it goes out the window the second the draft starts, but I kind of think that it wouldn't surprise me at all if they both are gone by 10, and because uh, I think they're both better than any of the wide receiver prospects. I mean, I think Marquise Brown has a certain skill set that teams covet, but, but really as, as players, that both of them are, are terrific. And, and I think you look at T.J. Hawkinson, what people really like about him is not only is he full service, but he probably has the highest floor out of any uh, prospect in the draft. You know exactly what you're going to get with him. He's not going to be a guy that you come in and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, you know, he's not as good as we thought. No, you, you're going to get what you get, and, and you'll know it, and then he might be even better. And, and so the fact that he's a, a, an incredible blocker, uh, you know, can catch anything. I, I would say that's maybe as big of an attribute as anything. And then he's also very athletic and uh, great on third down. I mean, one of the best third down receivers in the country last year, regardless of position. So I don't expect him to last past the top ten, and I can see him going as high as, Seven. I could see somebody even trading up and maybe into five to get him. He's that, you know, because he's just going to be that good for somebody's offense. And then you look at Noah Fant, and maybe his his floor is a little lower, but he may even have a higher ceiling than than Hawkinson because of his athletic ability. And I still think he has room to improve on some certain things. Um, you know, catching the ball, you know, where he he places his hands when the ball's in the air, I think can be much improved and probably by a you know wide receiver slash tight ends coach at the next level. He's a very good blocker, and I think he got unfairly dinged by a lot of Iowa fans this year for that. Uh, but I could see him going in. You know, Jacksonville may think that he's a better stretch player than, than even a, a T.J. Hawkinson, and Denver could certainly use him. So um, I think both of them could be gone. I, I'd be surprised if, if one of them lasts past 12, because Green Bay could use one of them. Yeah, I'm with you. So uh, the next two guys that are on the board is not going to be taken in the first round, but Amani Hooker and Anthony Nelson. Those two guys, first Hooker, uh, what does he? What role does he fit at the NFL? We know that he kind of took over that converted role, the four-two-five look, and the extra defensive back for Iowa last year. What do you see him being at the NFL level? And then Nelson, a guy that we know certainly has the wingspan and the size there. What's the best fit for him? Yeah, I guess starting with uh, with Hooker. You know what he was able to do this uh, this year was will really help his stock because the NFL you know sub packages are basically based now. I mean you know uh, I, I know when I looked into New England a little bit and this was more Anthony Nelson. I mean in each of their three playoff games they started with a different front. One was a four two five, one was four three, and the other one was I think a three three five. So um, Desmond King does not fit any one position, but he was a first team All Pro because he could do what they asked him to do each and every down. And, and I think Amani Hooker in a little bit is a little bit like that. And they're not the same player, but they've got a similar type of versatility. And he's, he could play, you know, a strong safety is probably where he's going to be best described. But, you know, he can also play slot corner um, in a zone. You know, he could cover the tight end. He might even be able to move inside and, you know, and like say, a, a, you know, down and be a linebacker. So, you know, I, I think he's got that kind of versatility. 
you know, he's able to show that he's a good tackler, certainly great ball skills. And uh, at the combine, he was very athletic. I mean, he had, ran a sub four five forty. So, you know, whether he's in the second round or pushed it a little bit of the early of the third, uh, somebody's going to get a football player that's going to play right away. Probably all the special teams and a lot of it on on uh, you know on the field. And then Anthony Nelson has uh, you know for that position somewhat some versatility. He played left end at Iowa, which meant that he was kind of on the run side. So he can be kind of that run you know run side defensive end, but you know, he can flip it, you know, move in because he's 6'7 and 270. Uh, he could be an inside pass rusher. He could go to the other side. He could stand up. Uh, so, you know, somebody like New England, it would be a perfect spot for him because they can move him all around and find what he's good at and really exploit it. And he's a really smart guy and, and uh, you know, athletic beyond his height. I mean, he's top five in so many different categories of the combine. He was, you know, it was really surprised to see a 6'7 guy do that. So, I think they're in the, you know, somewhere between 40 and 75 in the picks, which means probably mid-second round to mm-hmm. early third. But, uh, you know, I think by the end of Friday night, four different Iowa players are going to have a, a new home. That would be remarkable. Of course, that would be the end of the third round, as Doc alludes to, second day of the draft. Day one, uh, first round. Day two, rounds two and three. And if they're all gone by then, that would be uh, certainly something. I, I can't wait to see Nelson at the next level. I really can't. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a draft that's, um, you know, embarrassment of riches at his position, which probably, you know, drops him down a little bit. But... I think he's going to be a real player, Doc. I really do. It'll be fun to watch. So let's move on to your piece today, Doc, regarding the uh, the wide receiver situation, just how bad it was over the last couple of years, and and it, and it really was. Um, you know, but it's you you can see that. Well, obviously, we saw Smith and Smith Marset last year and the growth that they had. But I want to ask you about. I'm not going to try and pronounce Nico's the last name. I'm going to leave that to you and Tyrone Tracy, two guys that they're very high on. They've got another week of, uh, of work. Uh, with spring football at Iowa, but the wide receiver position, which is going to be gone from maybe, you know, a, a real weakness on the offense to something that uh, can become a strength as early as this year. Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of uh, amazing a two year t- turnaround like this because uh, two years ago in that spring, I don't think that there was ever a worse wide receiver group that I've in maybe in college football in the last thirty to forty years than what Iowa had. I mean, they had two scholarship receivers on the roster nobody else i mean neither one had caught a pass and they still haven't uh, mm. and you know nick easley was the walk-on at the time and uh you know so you just you, there's really nothing there at, at, for uh wide receiver at iowa and then now you look to what they have and you know they still haven't you know hit the jackpot necessarily but you've got to like the way they've grown i mean brandon smith had a lot of um big plays last year you know some incredible catches now can he take that next step that's the one key. And then likewise, Amir Smith-Marset, you know, was explosive in certain routes. And then, as you mentioned, Nico Regani and, and Tyrone Tracy both have, have really, uh, you know, opened some eyes this spring. And I think we all knew Tyrone Tracy was going to be that guy. I went over to Indianapolis last year and talked to his coaches, talked to him and his family about him. And, you know, he, he had an element that Iowa didn't have, which was kind of quick twitch. So slot type receiver, but then Nico Regani has caught everything, and and we look at uh, you know guys like Geno Stone saying, yeah, he's more difficult to defend than, than Nick Easley. That really makes you kind of open your eyes, and and Kelton Copeland is uh, you know really you know effusive in his praise, you know unusual for an Iowa staffer, and and some you've got to give him a little bit of a 
you got to wonder what the bounce back is tomorrow with Brian Ferentz, you know, if he's going to say, oh, these guys haven't done anything yet, <laughs> whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I do think it's a, it's a, there's optimism there, which, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen at Iowa really since DJK and, and Marvin McNutt were there, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. So I think they're in a great spot and they got a shot to, to be a, a good unit. And that's certainly much better than what they were, you know, two years ago, which they were, again, the worst in the country. And I don't think it was really debatable. You know, over, uh, we were talking about Amani Hooker and his role a year ago. There's been a lot of conversation about that cash position and who's going to fill that role if they go 4-2-5 a lot this season. DJ Johnson, almost at times a forgotten guy because of the injury he had a year ago. He came in, we got to see you know, young guys, Riley Moss at cornerback, Julius Brents, who certainly looked the part out there and I thought played really well. You still have Ojemudi, you still have Matt Hankins at the cornerback spot. And DJ Johnson seems to be the one that's been talked about the most Fill us in on this guy and a guy that you certainly feel has got to have big-time upside. Notre Dame, LSU, his other finalists for his services coming out of high school. A lot of conversation with the kid from Indiana. Yeah, he's a, he was the one guy I thought last year was probably going to step in and play right away. And, and uh, you know, what happened was, you know, he got injured early and it wasn't really healthy until, I think, mid-October. And he did play a little bit late in the year, but... Um, you know, supreme cover skills. And Anthony Dean was kind of his mentor at North Central High School in Indianapolis, you know, the former Iowa wide receiver. He coached him. And uh, just a, a really good cover corner type. And, uh, you know, he came down, he picked Iowa over Notre Dame because he said Iowa was all in on him. And then he saw, uh, you know, he and Julius Brents are kind of one and the same in this. And they said they looked at what Phil Parker was able to do with, you know, two-star and three-star corners, and they figured, hey, if they can, he can do that with those guys, he can do much better with me. So he came there, and then LSU pursued him late. But, you know, playing that cash-slash-star position, uh, you know, the intriguing part to me with him there is just, you know, he's in the mid-180s in weight. Imani Hooker was certainly a 210. But I think they envision it more to, is, is a pass-coverage-type position. And, and if he is, you know, generally Iowa has shifted, and when they're in nickel, their best cover corner to the the slot because that's the guy who generally gets the ball and you know a lot of times in you know third and mid range situations so you know they must feel that he is their best short range cover uh, corner and uh, we'll find out a little more from Phil Parker tomorrow but uh, so you know that's that's quite of an impressive position for a redshirt freshman mm-hmm. and I no doubt he can do this, this you know has the skills and then you know the guy I've liked for a long time is Julius Brent he's long he's athletic he's got great arms. me too good ball skills. I, I think it, you know it's going to be tough to keep him off the field come September. No no doubt about it. Doc, last thing for me. Uh, do you know um, and I'm, I'm probably, this is probably out there and I've missed it, uh, but Fant and Hawkinson are they both going to Nashville for the draft? Yeah, they are. In fact I was going to talk, I was just talking to Noah and, and I was going to go there for his uh, draft night, but then uh, you know, it was, if he stayed in Omaha with mm. his family and, he, and then uh, of course, hey, the the prestige of being at the draft and yeah. being invited to the draft is too too difficult to ignore. But yeah, both of them will be there. Basketball wise, uh, you've <clears> been out, and as always, you're always at the forefront of scheduling going into next season. Sounds like Iowa. Ray McCaffrey mentioned this right at the end of the season. Most difficult non-conference schedule that they have. Now we know the double plays and the single plays in the Big Ten schedule. What's left for the Iowa schedule? How many games do they have left to uh, figure out and and fill out the 31 game schedule? You know, they're pretty much done. I mean, except for finding out, you know, their ACC Big Ten opponent, mm-hmm. officially the Gavit games, and then, uh, you know, kind of their, their prequel to the, uh, 
to the to the tournament in uh, Las Vegas. You know, so they've they've got kind of you know just you know some small nuance to it, I suppose. But you know, we kind of know dates roughly on when they're going to play most of the opponents, some of the non cons. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very competitive schedule. And anytime you start with 20 Big Ten games, it's competitive. But then you go on the road to Iowa State, and, you know, you're playing in Vegas. You could be playing Texas Tech there. Uh, Creighton, you definitely are playing. And, um, you know, an ACC opponent. And who knows? I mean, if they get matched up with a tournament team, that could be, mm. you know, very much a challenge as well. So, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, losing Tyler Cook and, you know, and, you know, Bailey to an extent, I mean, that's, they're going to be in a, you know, it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. I don't see them going, you know, what eleven and zero in non-conference right. play this year. But uh, I do think, uh, that, you know, they still have a competitive roster right now, and uh, it'll be intriguing once we get there. But uh, certainly don't want to wish away summer or football season to, to look ahead too far to basketball. I would uh, wish away f- uh, summer if we can get to football season. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for that. You're that guy, indeed. I am, Doc. Great to talk to you. We uh, look forward to your continuing coverage. Coordinators tomorrow. Do you get Ferentz after it's all said and done? Yeah, Friday night we get Good. parents to one more time. We got them last week and in Des Moines. I was over at, uh, in Des Moines, so uh, yeah, it was. Uh, so we'll be able to kind of wrap up spring and see where things are going. And we'll do that next week. We'll wrap up the draft with you next Monday. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to Scott Dockerman from the Athletic. Athletic dot com. If you haven't already done so, it's two ninety nine a month. Time for me to re-up to April twenty six is my re-up day. It just automatically rolls over, doesn't it? Well, I got one of those good deals. You did, yes. You did. Um, I think I'm a four ninety nine er. Four ninety nine er. Yeah, still worth it. Oh God, yes. I'd pay double that. Yeah, no I don't doubt. Want to say that out loud, but I just did. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's so worth it. Really and truly, it is. is. Look, I'm an NHL fan. It's it's fantastic. It doesn't matter the no. sport. They have you covered. Not... Soccer fans, I know that's a big angle. We don't have a whole lot of mm-hmm. soccer coverage around here. Right. If you're a soccer fan, it's a great place to go. Indeed. If you're a fan of, a okay, the Winnipeg Jets or a team like that, yep. where am I going to get that? At the Athletic. They've not here. A, no. Not um, the USA Today. No, absolutely not. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We will come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to uh, talk about that uh, Vegas tournament just for a second. Oh, yeah. Some t- yeah. That's going to be a blast, Trent. Really going to yes. be fun. We'll take a timeout. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon. Only a couple minutes left in the first hour of the program. Thanks for being with us. We have another hour to go. Uh, Nick Athens is going to join us. We'll preview the Chiefs, their draft, take a look at the schedule. We're going to do all of the local teams this week. We'll double up on Wednesday with two of them. We're going to try for the Packers tomorrow. Uh, and then Paul Allen, hopefully, on Wednesday, or Tim Yotter. And then we'll get Jeff Hughes in here from the Bears blog at some point. Uh, we'll do that. Now, Dylan Montz, 11.35, will put a capper on Iowa State mm-hmm. football in their spring um, spring football. So Friday's the media availability for Ferentz and also the chance for the guys to go in and watch some practice. Oh, is it? So is Ferentz going to Nashville? He's got to, right? You would think so, absolutely. I mean, yeah, take advantage of that. Right. I mean, uh, take advantage of the NFL Network and ESPN slash ABC. I saw in Peter King's uh, column we mentioned earlier. He, I read that today. Ten, They, they get 10 round-trip tickets for oh, I didn't friends, see that part. family, other people that are involved. Now, I'm going to guess that Kirk can probably pay for his own. Like, he's got private jet he use does. in his contract, yes, right? Yeah. I would think. So I, I don't think he needs to ask. Hawker fan, hey, can I yeah. can I get one of those? You got room for two more? <laughs> no, I think he, he's going to be fine. But I, I I would be 
disappointed and surprised if he didn't take advantage of that. Yes. Marketing opportunity to be there when a couple of Hawks are drafted. Um, the Peter King's draft doesn't have them getting past 12. Yes. Uh, Hawkinson, 7 to Jacksonville, and Fant, 12 to Green Bay. They both have tight end needs. So, so we'll see about that. So just real quick on the uh, on the Las Vegas Invitational. It looks mm-hmm. like it's a two-day event, right? Thursday and Friday. Yep. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Thursday and then Friday. It's at the Orleans Arena, which is off the Strip. So if you know where the Strip is, maybe you know where the Rio is, and then you know where the Palm is. It's off Flamingo, and then... Cross Street. I wish I knew the name of it, but I would. I recommend staying at the Palms. At the Palms, it's yeah. just so close. You're down. It's probably three blocks. Mm-hmm. You can walk. It's a safe neighborhood. It's November. It's, it's November. going to be warm. Yeah, it should Enough. be fifties, sixties. Better than here. Better than here. By the way, speaking of going to be warm, uh, the the new football stadium. The Raiders Stadium. I don't yeah. know if they've got a corporate name to it yet. Um, boy, oh boy, they're making progress. Are they? So yeah. I was there in September. Yep, you were. Yep. Wasn't a ton done. No, at that time. you'll notice a ton. All the beams are up surround. You can yeah. see the skeleton of a stadium at this point. Oh, that's so exciting! Yeah, and you got to go down into it too, apparently. So, oh, yeah, kind of it's building built it below in. ground. At least the field is going to be below ground. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's it's pretty. Uh... Also, another rumor that they're actually thinking of knocking down the Rio and building a a basketball only facility. I mean, it's. I don't understand. T-Mobile huh. is a mile, maybe, away from the Rio. And you still have Thomas and Mack. Yeah, you still have Thomas and Mack. And then these arenas inside, or... MGM has an arena. Gyms. That's... I mean, they're not arenas per se. Mm-hmm. But, but, but like the, the MGM held Yeah, and the, like the Orleans. MGM hosted the Big 12 turn basketball tournament prior to T-Mobile being in place there. So I, I, I don't know if I'm buying that one. But the T-Mobile Center Spectacular, Raiders Stadium... Going to be really nice. Not real big. About sixty-five thousand was the number I heard. It's a good number. I think it is too. That's kind of where things continue to trend. Will they be like the Chargers when it comes to the percentage of visiting fans in the building on any given week? I, I think the well, in terms of percentage, maybe, but you're still going to have a better base than certainly the Chargers mm-hmm. have. I mean, the Chargers. Nobody wants them there. No, no, you're right. <laughs> There's not a fan base. Uh-uh. The San Diego people are not going to travel up to see their team, though they could, because mm-hmm. they left their city. It will be different, but being at it that it's as opposed to 30,000 at the Chargers Stadium, 65,000, I would guess you're going to expect 20 to 30,000 for pretty much every uh-huh. game visiting fans visiting inside that fans, building. Right. And it's going to be, you're going to pay for it because mm-hmm. it is. A football ticket. And you do a it premium once. on them. It's not like there's a surplus. There's you know, every five years the Bears will be there. Yeah, not even every ten years. So that's what you've got planned. <clears throat> every ten years the Vikings will be there. Every ten uh-huh. years the Chiefs, well, not the Chiefs because they're in the division, but but for they're the there every year. that travel uh-huh. and travel well, and then you get the Cowboys and the Steelers and everything else. It's uh, it's going to cost you. It's a great idea. There's going to be some major bowl games played there as well. well